Now on to the last thing. Thank God. <laughs> Star Wars. So the other big thing people are going out on social media is the end of the Mandalorian season two and what goes next for Star Wars. Let's just let everybody know. Spoilers are coming. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back. Also a spoiler. Any character is up for grabs for their own series. So, you know, brace yourself. Everyone's getting a Star Wars show. Yeah, yeah, you get a Star Wars show. You get a Star Wars show. Now, the whole story with the Mandalorian or the, his whole quest, that's even with the season two, is you need the child to, you need to find the child's uh, true owner, like, or not owner. The child needs to go with the Jedi. You need to find the Jedi who will take care of the child, who we now know as Grogu, that people will forget and still call him Baby Yoda. But what are the mm. cases? He's Grogu for the story and for the nerds who really love all of this. Yeah, Cody's got his Baby Yoda shirt, shirt or sorry, Grogu, Grogu shirt. He's Grogu now, get it right. Which he was given that name in episode five where we saw the iconic Star Wars fandom character, Ahsoka uh, Tano, get his, her live action debut uh, played by Rosario Dawson. Who is a great actress, and she's been Disney a lot and and all these pop culture properties. I mean, she was also in the Netflix uh, Marvel shows as the one nurse who takes care of everybody. And I thought it was cool to bring this character into live action. But the issue I have with all these Star Wars TV shows and uh, all these other star wars characters unrelated the mandalorian showing up is that if you have not seen the show that they're based in you don't really know much about them and as the season got into its later half it became more and more clear what the direction of the star wars tv shows are because i mean first off if you are not a diehard star wars geek there's going to be some things you will not get that are that may or may not be in crucial in, or uh, crucial to the story of the series going forward. Because you see Bo Katan, who was from the man or uh, who was a part of the Mandalorian uh, cult or uh, kind, because she she was on Mandalore. And if you've never seen the Star Wars: The Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, you'll be like, okay, who is she? She's just someone trying to take back her. Right now, they do explain that it isn't like they completely leave you in the dark. But as far as knowing much about this character outside of their mission and their goal, the show doesn't exactly feel as far as like a newcomer goes. I feel like you'll be like, okay, I I don't have a reason to get attached to this character. Uh, She's they're just there for hey an episode or two. And if those those people who do know them, great. Thankfully, it's still about the Mandalorian. As much as we are bringing in all this Star Wars fandom, it's still a Star Wars story not connected so much to all these other Star Wars movies. And that remained true for a little bit, but I also liked how they looked at season one and they brought in some characters from season one to develop them even more. Now, you mentioned the actress before we were talking about 
because I think it was with uh, the Christmas Chronicles. We were talking about how this actress, she's under fire because she voted for Trump or something. I forgot her name, but she's a WWE wrestler. Uh, is it Gina yeah, Carino? Gina, Gina Carino. She was the MMA fighter. Yeah. yeah. And this is her first uh, acting role, from what I know. Well, of. <laughs> She had a lead role in Steven Soderbergh's Haywire, and she was oh, in yeah. the Fast and the Furious 6, whatever that one was called. Oh, yeah. All right. I think it's cool to see these wrestlers go into the acting field because uh, wrestling, as much as it is an act, there are people who still like get, get their backs broken and everything. So to say, you know what, I'm going to take a break from this because I'm going to test out my acting. That's good. I mean, that brought us, of course, uh, The Rock and uh, uh, John Cena and uh, Dave Dave Batista. Now, regarding her and her acting role, this is my only like my only role of knowing about her. At first, I wasn't really with her. Like, I didn't think she was a great character, great written character, or I didn't think her performance was that strong, but it's also Star Wars is sort of a cheesy story in itself. Because you have these these characters with dialogue that is sometimes great, sometimes not. And she was only in for one or two episodes. or No, she was in for a couple episodes the first season. She's in much more here. And I like how they did expand on her character. And I think it's good that this show is improving on the season two was improving on the characters that set a foundation for her, especially the Mandalorian because the, there are things that they hint at like why do you always keep your helmet on and you see the real reason why he keeps his uh, helmet on all the time and it speaks to some very interesting things about this guy uh, who is played by uh, Pedro Pascal who does an amazing job uh, I think out of all actors and actresses he is definitely a standout role and he really embodies this character so much and does a great job and playing this mysterious uh, cowboy type lone ranger but has kind of learned to sort of i mean be okay with others and i you just like to see how his relationship develops with other people besides of course grogu and even some of the people he that try to kill him last season because they also brought back one of the criminals uh, he put in jail in season one to put him on a, throw him on a mission yeah. or what or you were going to say something oh yeah yeah the bill burr he's you know the podcaster the one that the comedian. yeah i think they gave him an amazing arc in that episode for season two because i'm not a huge fan of his uh comedy and acting for the most part and he was kind of annoying character for season one even though i like the stormtrooper joke but his episode they really gave him some depth and character and i really like that episode yeah at first when the season two started i was kind of like okay what are we doing because season two started as much as there were some things i did like like they were talking about uh, the Tuscan Raiders, what they're really about. Because for the longest time, you know from the movies, they, they're all the threat that people are, or the heroes are trying to kill or save themselves from. And now you see that they're, they're bandits, but they are trying to, they have their own culture and they're like, hey, we just want to protect ourselves. So that was cool. But my whole thing is 
there's still sort of that Star Wars cheese that is enjoyable, but like they keep on talking about uh, you, uh, mole rat, not mole rat, you, uh, space rat or something. Also, spoiling some anime things because the Mandalorian he goes into a worm and then comes out blasting electricity and everything. I'm like, this is straight out of an anime. But the thing that kind of turned me off from that episode was okay, out of all things, at the very end. You have Boba Fett show up who, okay, if you read into the lore, if you, you know, I, I grew up with some of the Star Wars books, so I am aware of those stories where Boba Fett freed himself from the, uh, the, the, the worm, uh, not the Sarlacc, worm. Sarlacc, is that its name? Yeah, but they don't address that here. Because I was waiting for them to explain how did Boba Fett free himself? How did Boba, how was Boba Fett alive? And I was waiting for that to eventually happen because that's my issue with Star Wars is that they bring back characters and some of them, they give them great art. I like Darth Maul, for example. But then others, they just bring them back or they, they keep them around because, hey, you know what? People like that character or we got to sell that character some more. Like Star Wars Resistance was nothing but, hey, look at all these Star Wars sequel characters that we didn't even develop in the <laughs> sequel. Like... They advertised the crud out of Captain Phasma in the Star Wars Resistance show. And she was a walk-on for like a couple episodes. I'm like, you have so many chances to make this character look cool. And they didn't explain. So they didn't explain how Boba Fett survived. Instead, they focused on what Boba Fett is doing now, which is another interesting thing. Okay, you survived. You worked for Jabba Fett. Who are you now? And there is some cool things about him being loyal to those who help him out. So that means that as much as he is a cold uh, bounty hunter and from the original trilogy, he does have that sort of, okay, there is a more, more morality to me. You saved my life. You helped me get my armor back. I'm in debt to you. Which the whole thing is about saving Grogu. Because towards the end, he uh, tries to rescue Grogu. Or he tries to go to this because ahsoka is like hey go to this planet and here put her put her uh put him on the stone and that's when you're going to there he's going to figure out his true destiny who the jedi is they'll take care of him because ahsoka's like i can't uh i got other things to do like this other thing that i'm spinning off for that's all these other characters walk on for because she talks about a general thrawn or Admiral Thrawn, and I, I'm like, okay, I know who Admiral Thrawn is, but Justin will have no idea, and he will have to tune in these shows or watch the movies. They're making a trilogy out of they're ma- they're making an Ahsoka show, and then they're putting her in some movies. So what? So Admiral Thrawn's gonna be in the Star Wars movies? Okay, where's the narrative direction behind this? Because it feels like, hey, we people love these characters, so let's crank out a trilogy. You already tried doing this with. Uh, Han Solo and that totally backfired but you're doing this again it's like okay what what is Disney doing with Star Wars they're like hey Marvel is doing they want a brand Chase they want a brand they got Marvel Marvel's still kicking butt yep but they want another brand they got it they bought it they're gonna milk it yeah that's and in short, that's kind of how I feel about the later half of this episode is 
whether there's some great things going on, the back of my mind is always feeling like, where is this going to end up? And that's when we get to the very end. Because what happens is Grogu gets kidnapped by uh, Gideon. Oh my god, Gina Carlo Esposito. He just loves playing a bad guy, and he's so good at it. So good. He plays having a blast here. He plays it so much that it's kind of weird. Like he's going to be the villain in the next Far Cry game as well. So he's just loving these bad guy uh, roles. And he kidnaps Grogu with the Dark Troopers, which is another star- nerdy Star Wars lore because uh, they were a big deal in, in the extended lore and also the games. So they bring them here. They're they a big robot stormtrooper. Yeah. So they get Grogu and, uh, you know, Mando's got to bring him back. So he finally gathers all, some of the characters you meet from season two and season one. And, uh, Bo, Bo-Katan and uh, some of the other uh, Mandalorians. And they go on this rescue mission. And this is where we get to the final episode. Because people are like, okay, we love seeing, we get it, we love seeing the baby Yoda, he brings us toys and brings us joy because he's such a cute character. But this is the Mandalorian and at some point you got to drop this little critter off. They finally do at the very end because they invade the Moff Gideon's Imperial Star ship. And it goes through this big action scene of how they're going to get Grogu back, how they're going to defeat Moff Gideon's forces. And the whole action scenes are cool even though I'm, I'm I want there to be a challenge here. And thankfully they deal with the dark troopers. Cause that, that's where I'm like, thank goodness the dark troopers show up. Cause they actually pose a threat to the, the uh, heroes in this. Unlike the stormtroopers, who are dumb as heck and get their butts handed to them by everything. It was even in the fifth episode, no, the sixth episode where you get um, Boba Fett back. There's a stormtrooper on a turret and there's a boulder coming towards him. He doesn't even get out of the way or anything. He just keeps shooting at the at the the boulder. I'm like, what what is the point of that? And there's even like a stormtrooper commander that looks at his platoon like, "Wow, you're dumb." So am I. Let's go. Like I just don't get the appeal of being with the empire when it's just full of stupid people. Well, they had an interesting arc in the Force Awakens with Finn, and then they didn't do anything with it. Yeah, or with about Kyle that, Ren. Kyle Ren's like, "Hey, let the past die," and, and those words get stuck in my head with Star Wars through this time. Let the past die. Something Star Wars is never not even doing. Because I'll get to why. Now, I've already mentioned all these characters coming back. And uh, in this last episode, there's some cool things. I mean, uh, you could say how uh, John Carl Espizio, he always plays these villain characters. But he's great at them. I mean, he's a fun villain. Uh, he's a threat. Because he, uh, like, his, his evil villain monologues, I like them even though they're predictable. I mean, hey, you want the, it's that scene where you find him, you're like, okay, where's Moff Gideon? Oh, he's with the prisoner. He's like, don't make a move. Like, I mean, I've seen a lot of movies where I've, I've known that encountered before. But the action is cool. I mean, you, you like to see people kick butt and they do it. And it's great how Moff Gideon, he just screws with people. Like first Mando and then when he gets uh, captured. And now he's just screwing with the whole team. And like... Go, and using the history of the Mandalorian to just screw with 
Mando and uh, Bo-Katan. Now, there's another thing that happens before we get into who shows up at the oh. end. Well, I think he shoots Bo-Katan th- like a few times. Now, some people could say, oh, wait, Bo-Katan died. I don't really know that, considering how much Star Wars likes to revive its characters. I could believe she'll get back up and it'll be fine. But if she died right there, it's, you know, that's going to be something a little bit addressed. But yeah, you're you're getting ready to talk about who shows up at the end. And this is where I'm like, you mother effers. So who is this? Who is the Jedi that will take care of Grogu? None other than Luke Skywalker with some interesting CG. I don't know if it's Mark Hamill or some guy in a mocap, but it was him. Oh, it was. It was actually Mark Hamill. Yeah, he got credited. I know I got credited, but I don't know if it was him doing the action or just because it's his likeness on. Well, I'm sure they, yeah, it's just, they just had like dots on his face. Because that did not sound like his voice. No, that did not. That, that, that's what got me. I was like, his voice hasn't yeah. aged that bad. They couldn't use his voice if they're going to use him. Well, I, I think it has aged that bad. Um, yeah, which is why, yeah, they probably just used some of the dialogue from his performances from before and kind of used that to alter his voice. Well, Disney has the technology. I mean, they, they do, they're used to, I'm like, could you believe Disney did that? Yeah, Disney, they've got the money. My whole thing is this story, this show is set up to be its own thing, its own because Star Wars is a galaxy far, far away. There's so many planets and so many stories but we always wound up with the same darn characters and yeah, we get Luke Skywalker again. As we were promised he would not be in this, he shows up at the end to take uh, Grogu away and give his the force will be with you monologue and it just ends right there too you're like okay what happens to the crew do they have to get out of the ship what just ends right there and i would have felt for it because i mean it is touching to see these two the the man mandalorian and the kin they bonded over two seasons to see them finally depart there could be something touching but i was distracted by WTF, why you put Luke Skywalker in the story that has nothing to do with them? Because you want everything to tie together. We want this to be Marvel. But Marvel, the excuse of Marvel is that even though there is Guardians of the Galaxy, which will lead to more other things, Marvel is still brought back to Earth. Like all these superheroes, they're still on planet Earth. They're still living among Earth. This is a galaxy with endless amount solar systems you could tell so many stories have nothing to do with all these characters that you abuse the crud out of in the sequel trilogy and you're doing it again because you're thinking okay that's just a walk on he's not gonna show up again i'm in belief that they're just gonna run this to the ground like we're gonna see han solo and and uh uh we're we're gonna see uh princess leia in this and and they can do that because they got the technology it won't be Carrie Fisher, of course, but it'll be someone. I mean, they did that in Rogue One. They can do that here. I'm, I'm just like, God darn it! I'm, I'm tired of you doing this, Star Wars, Disney. And it, it doesn't even just end there, because you're like, okay, so we just end like that. We don't explain how Mandalorian comes back. We don't even explain whether or not Bo-Katan died or did is she just wounded? Because I that that's still a question to me. But this is what got me. So after the credits, there's a stinger. 
for what is either season three or a completely different thing. I don't know. But Boba Fett goes back to... Spin-off uh, series. Yeah. Uh, Boba, F- Boba Fett goes back to... Uh, Tatooine. Tatooine. Where... I like this because he goes back to Tatooine where, where Jabba Hutt was. And, you know, Jabba Hutt died in the original trilogy. So his assistant took his place. And you see the assistant. He is like... I don't know what what happened to him, but he was like super thin in the Star Wars series. And I'm like, okay, so I, and I'm not saying this against people who like to you know be bulky or all that. Like I'm I'm all for body positivity and, and you know that hey, you do you, whatever you want to do with your body. But it, it is weird that like okay, so if you're crowned to the throne, do you have to have all this weight on you? It's part of the crime syndicate contract in Tatooine. You have to be obese to be the crime lord. It's rules. Yeah, he like you had to look at him from the original trilogy, and then from now go like, wow, what happened to you? Like you, you didn't even just gain weight. Like you took some sort of special plan to look like someone else. Maybe it's something in the chair. Who knows? <laughs> so that makes me feel weird about Boba Fett because what happens is. <laughs> Boba Fett comes in with his assistant. So there's another thing. They uh, brought back a character from season one who supposedly died and Boba Fett revived her with some like technology. So she's her, his sidekick. And they both raid uh, the hut or the hut and they kill off the the guardian warrior or uh, one of the, the pig soldiers and also all the other thugs and then free the prisoners and I like how she even winks at her. She's like, I got you. Uh, so like a bit of girl power there because she's the one who frees the, the slave. And then <laughs> and then when uh, Bofet shows up, uh, the assistant's like, Boba, Kabu, Kabu, Boba. And he's saying, hey, Boba Fett, oh, nice to see you. I thought you were dead. I heard rumors, you know, that. <laughs> and he just shoots him and just takes the throne and meanwhile his uh, sidekick goes to the back and gets a drink does it uh, drink some sort of like is it the blue milk blue milk i don't know yeah. but uh which they could advertise i mean that's another thing to know start disney's been using this show to punk out some ads not just for not just for baby yoda but do you know that there was an episode where baby yoda was eating macarons and they started selling blue macarons for $50 right after the episode. Wow. Crazy. I was like, oh, oh, wow. Now, yeah, there was that little extra. Th- th- there was that whole thing of uh, a guy who was working on the set. He, he had like his side revealed in the shot, which they went in and edited him out. To me, that's still not on the level of Game of Thrones. But I'm like, okay, that was a mistake. And they went and CG'd him out. But that macaron thing, that was something I couldn't ignore. Because, like, okay, you're gearing that up to sell some things, which they did. But now the question is, what comes next? So now we got the Book of Boba Fett. Which the is Book of Boba Fett. Coming December 2021, the same month that we're supposed to get Season 3 of The Mandalorian. Is it mm-hmm. two different shows, or is that what Season 3 is? I don't know. It's different. It's a spinoff. It's like a mini series off of it. I think it's only going to be probably like seven episodes instead of eight. <laughs> I mean, uh, there yeah. there's people that are probably pumped about this because yeah, you know, yeah. for decades, people have like Boba Fett, Boba Fett. People, that's oh, yeah. the whole reason Jango Fett is even a thing, is because of 
people loving Boba Fett so much. Yeah. So I, I I'm I'm not for now. I, I do like the actor who plays Jango Fett. I mean, don't get me wrong. He uh, the actor who plays him. Shoot. He's been in a lot of things. He was actually in Moana, and he was great in that. Isn't he Aquaman's dad, too? Oh, gosh. Yes, I remember. That with the, the fake uh, C, like the fake uh, age CG that they put on him where they he had, a, he had a hat on and he had a hat off, and that's how you could tell he was old. <laughs> I remember some people wanting Aquaman to win Best Special Effects. I'm like, no, heck no. Not with that aging technology. If you want to call it that, he's also going to show back up as Rex from the Clone series somewhere down the road. Yeah, because they never even explained. They never even wrapped up Rex's because he was in the Rex was in Star Wars Rebels, and they all they says he fought in the uh, battle for Endor. They didn't tell if he died or if he retired or anything. Uh, I'm I'm like okay, stop. <laughs> I have a feeling you're not doing this because you have a story to tell with all these things. Maybe you do. Maybe you have something to tell with, for example, Obi-Wan, which is something they kept hy- hyping up. Ewan McGregor playing Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, whoever playing Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, they're getting Hayden Christensen Hayden back. Christ- I guess we'll see See if he actually is better if they actually direct have directors well, that know okay. how to direct I, actors. You know what? You know what? I could believe that because all, all of that is in fault of George Lucas. If you've seen Hayden Christensen in other movies, you know he's got talent. That that's that's George Lucas's directing. I, I don't I wouldn't put that on Hayden Christensen, but uh I'm just kind of exhausted before we even get all these things. Because I don't, like with Marvel, I get it because you got to, I mean, yeah, you are milking Marvel, but at the same time, you're giving us all these different Marvel characters. And I think it's important. We don't have enough uh, of diverse superheroes. So, you know, as much as there have been a lot of Marvel movies, I think there should still be room for, say, Miss Marvel or some of the other characters that they have lined up. And I think... Even with all these different movies, they keep on experimenting with the Marvel license and keep on playing with different genres. That That's why I'm always excited for whatever Marvel's cooking up, despite how long they've been going. Star Wars, it's just been the same thing. And that's why I'm exhausted before we even get to all these things that they've got coming up. Justin just looks up, and Justin looks beat down too, because I just saw when I, I brought up uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's show, and he just looked down on that and i, I get you <laughs> um, well i like you and mcgregor so yeah this is just I, it's what i said last week i think it's just like when you are just oversaturated with everything I, I, I mean these movies were supposed to be special and unique and now they're just becoming you know part of everybody's well this know, it's not it's, it's nothing to look forward to anymore because it's everywhere well and like Chase was saying, the problem is, yeah, the original trilogy was special because there was only three of them, right, for a long time. And that. then Lucas makes the prequels because people wanted them, and then people hated them, so that hurt his feelings, and he sold it to Disney. Disney's like, we're going to make sequels. People didn't like those either for various reasons, and the problem is... You know, they tried to do something different. They let Ryan Johnson do what he wanted, and people hated it. And cool. they're doubling down on, yeah, this is a galaxy far, far away, and we can do 
all kinds of stories about different characters, different planets, different factions of the star. You can even talk about different Jedi, but it always, always comes back to the friggin' Skywalkers. Right. Yeah. And well, the thing about Ryan Johnson is my issue with also, I'm not a fan of like, hey, I'm gonna quote. This is something that the Last of Us Part Two did is like, hey. I'm going to give a big gotcha. Hey, we're going to do a plot twist right here. Plot twist right here. And I don't think that's great writing. I think you got to develop these twists instead of just, hey, here's a twist. Here's a twist. Here's a twist there. But the other thing is it wasn't even completely Ryan Johnson's vision because you still have the studio coming in saying, okay, but you have to have these scenes like the original trilogy. There was still so many parts of The Last Jedi that was just copying off of the original trilogy. Uh, but at least point, he tried. He tried something, and it's just a it's a big map. And there are people who they they just love Star Wars. They're conditioned to love it. They geek out of it. There are people who would say, "Well, it's Star Wars. You have to love it. There's nothing like it." I'm like, "No, Star Wars is a multi million dollar blockbuster. There's so many space action blockbusters out there. What is Star Wars do is doing that these other space store what is star wars doing that guardians of the galaxy can't do like i'm trying to figure that out i mean i don't think all hope is lost but it is oh, definitely okay. oversaturation and unlike marvel where they are trying to do different things and feige is like supporting people coming in and bringing their own vision and taste to a certain character and uh franchise within the mcu it feels like Star Wars is trying to keep the fan base happy, but at the same time, you're not growing anything. And I mean, there's a lot of really good stuff in season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed Timothy Oliphant in the first episode. You know, give me Timothy Oliphant as a cowboy or policeman any day. He's one Which of the few. The thing he's been doing a lot that I hear. Like, I, But I... he's so good at it. Just like, you know, Esposito's so good at being the bad guy. And I mean, I love seeing Ahsoka in a live action. It was, it was great. They that mixed, like, they all, mixed the like, samurai and yeah. spaghetti western influence that's all in this show. And yeah, like Episode Seven with Bill Burr was really good. I mean, I don't even mind that they brought Boba Fett back if Filoni can do something interesting with him, like he did with Darth Maul. But we don't know yet. Right now, it's just like, okay, Boba Fett's back. But the whole Luke Skywalker thing, I was like, you went the most obvious route you could go. There are a ton of characters that could have showed up. Yeah, we wouldn't have known them as well, but I think it would have been more interesting. And if you are going to do Luke Skywalker, then just recast the role. I mean, we don't have to do this whole CGI put Mark Hamill's 30 years ago face on an actor. It looks weird. So I'm a little... I'm a little jaded, as I always have been with Star Wars for the past 20 years. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, I will I, say I am interested to see what Taika does with his movie, and yeah. I'm interested what Patty Jenkins does with the Rogue Squadron movie. Yes, those two things I am looking forward to. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, again, Rogue Squadron, it is it is a game uh but they are making their own original story take to it so i'm interested to see what they do with that you know i i, I just fear that all of all that has to tie back to these same darn characters we've been through for so long 
And the reason is the biggest issue, we, you mentioned Kevin Feige. Well, who do we have managing Star Wars currently? Is it still Kathleen Kennedy? Yes, Kathleen Kennedy is still in the lead chair right now, even though Dave Filoni and John Favreau, they've been doing a lot of work. It's still Kathleen Kennedy in the boss chair. You even see in the credits of the Mandalorian, uh, Kathleen Kennedy is listed as one of the producers. And she's the one who's wanting to obsess over the original trilogy. Bef- remember before this, there was supposed to be a Star Wars movie every year. Because not just, we weren't just going to get the, a solo trilogy. We were going to get a possibly a Lando movie. We're going to get a Yoda movie. We were going to get an Obi-Wan. A Boba Fett movie. Yes. They announced a Boba Fett movie. James Mangold was supposed to do it. They announced Obi-Wan as a movie. So it really doesn't feel like there's a direction here. Even with The Mandalorian, it's it still feels like they're lost here. It sucks because before Disney bought this out, there was a whole extended universe full of characters that had nothing to do with the original trilogy. I was playing Star Wars Jedi Knight. uh, Now, Star Wars Jedi Knight does have, like, walk-on appearances of original trilogy, but it was was Kyle Katan's story. And he was a completely different character that you see from all these other Star Wars universe. He was a Jedi who didn't want to... Well, he was, like... He was a Jedi who didn't... uh, It wasn't even about the whole... Uh, force religion he was just something wanting to do things for his best interests and that even means going against it i think television is the right route for this franchise and property but i want to see original stories and original ideas i mean when they said they were going to do standalone movies i was more excited about that than the sequel trilogy but they're just going back to the well of what we already know there's so much they could untap here yeah and for that I have to give season two a decent. Like as much as there are great things about it, I cannot forgive this. They need to let these characters go. This is kind of uh, frightening to see how what this future of these this series is. Because I mean, there's there's more. There's a Casador and Andor series, which okay, they were in Rogue One, they die, and I don't know exactly how- that. That's not interesting. I will say, um, is it going to be an animated series? The one about, it's kind of like the Knights of the Republic type of storyline. That might be cool. Yeah. That might be cool. They do have that coming. Because they, they, they've teased about making a, a trilogy of films based on the Knights of the Republic. I think uh, that's what the Game of Thrones guys were supposed to be doing before. Until they be- well, until Disney saw the last season of Game of Thrones and they're like, um, yeah. Well, I think it's also money. Like Netflix was throwing money at them, and Netflix is a big beast. I mean, right now they're still bigger than Disney Plus. So I mean, hey, you want go for the one who's throwing the most money at you. But I, I still think they, they do have Knights of the Republic still in mind because they, they did release like co- new comics of the High Republic. So I, I don't, I think they still have this in mind of doing a Knights of Republic-esque either show or movie. I just hope if you do that, you make it its own thing. You don't tie it back to, hey, you want... This is this Knights of Republic story is really the origin of Yoda. Uh, oh, I would hate it they did that. I don't know. It's fine to have like little hints and cameos, but don't center it around people we already know about. I'd like to know something new in the universe. Yeah, so that, that's that's where that's where I'm with, it with the Mandalorian. I'm I you know I'm keeping Disney Plus, but 
I'm more interested in what Marvel's doing than I am with Star Wars, if I'm going to be honest. A hundred percent, because even when things don't completely work for Marvel, they like, they double down and fix on it, you know? They don't try to, uh, they don't try to, um, well, Star Wars is suffering what DC was suffering. They just try to completely go back to what you want to see and not really focus on something good. They're just like, okay... You guys like this. Let's have it in here. Well, even look at the, just the trailers for the upcoming Marvel TV. Like, WandaVision is this whole psych- psychological thriller inside of a 50s sitcom. And then Falcon and the Winter Soldier is kind of like uh, the Winter, like the Captain America movies. It's and then the Loki crazy. show is going to be like this madcap fantasy time traveling adventure yeah and then you have also marvel's what if where it's a cg animated show with so many different like what if possibilities so they keep on finding new things with marvel despite doing it so much i mean the only problem is that yeah now going forward with the movies you might have to watch these shows if you want to get everything but i mean they may be worth it so yeah that's all i have to say justin you you have anything else because it's been me and cody this whole time oh really i had not noticed um (laughs) no i actually gotta get going but um uh i liked mandal season so um i'm gonna give it a good i really like the front and we got a lot of other character build up and, and and knowledge of them um i don't fanboy out like you guys do i just watch it for what it is you know so i enjoyed it for what it was um I, I don't care that it was Luke at the end. It, you know, whoever was coming didn't really matter. I, it would have been cool if we saw Rosario Dawson again. But uh, um, no, overall, I like the action and I like the storyline. Um, and of course, baby Grogu is the cutest freaking thing on television. So how could you not enjoy looking at that little green face for eight episodes? Well, seven episodes since he wasn't in the second to last one. But no, I, I give it a good. Okay. What about you, uh- I'm still going to give the show a good because there are more highs than lows in this. I'm just deeply frustrated that they keep going back to the well instead of trying something new. And I'm very hesitant of what season three is going to do because I loved season one because it was so much different in its own thing, even though there were hints within. And this one relied more on fan service. But it was still good. And I have faith that Filoni and Favreau can do something interesting. But... I'm definitely pessimistic on all these different Star Wars properties, though I will definitely be down for an Ahsoka series because that's one of my favorite characters, and you have one of our one of my favorite actresses playing the part. But in the words of Kylo Ren, let the past die. Kill it if you must. Yeah.